Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Come on, Shh, quiet down, quiet down. Welcome to the 99th episode of the Reset Yourself 22 podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Gonzalez, and thank you for listening. I know I say it over and over again, but here goes. It means the world to me that you listen. And many of you have been listening since the beginning, and that is a lot of your time that you are sharing with me. Thank you. Well, as you can see here, I am at episode 99. What brought me here? Drive, dedication, passion, and of course, consistency. So what got me here. Today, we will be talking about consistency. Consistency may be an important part of how you live your life. Whether an individual advancement, your hobbies, even relationships. The capacity to follow a set course of activity over time may be a great way of living and in the long run, reaching goals. Consistency isn't just an ideal, but it may be a strong drive that shapes fates and builds discipline. I would like to talk about the importance of consistency. At the center of each achievement lies a belief built on being consistent. Good habits help you grow and succeed in so many ways. Bad habits, well... They fuck things up. Whether professionally or personally, our habits can come to define us. Our good habits can lead us to make progress and become, well, successful. While our bad habits can cause us to, well, fail. Habits are powerful and they are difficult to make or break. But if you can gain control over your habits, both positive and and negative, you can forge yourself into the person you want to become. Now, of course, gaining control over your habits is easier said than done, but some go their whole lives without considering the fact that they can construct their own positive habits or or never succeed in breaking the habits that originally dragged them down. There is no shortcut to mastering your habits since it's always going to take discipline and hard work. But there's one principle that can guide you to a greater success rate. The idea that habits are grounded in consistency. Now, as a hypnotherapist, I must put out this disclaimer that most may not agree, but it's my podcast and I will say what I want to. Don't like it? Well, I'll help you get your own. If you do not want to lose weight, work, study and learn, make friends and be social. Try new things, try new foods, or simply just get off your ass and do something. Then here's a secret most life coaches may not tell you, but I would like to be the realist. At this moment, just stop the recording and go exist and be happy how you so choose to be. Because until you want something, nothing will happen for you. 
I can sit here for the past 98 episodes and inspire the fuck out of you and make you believe that you are amazing, that you are worthy, and that you have what it takes to do from A through to Z. And do all of those other things that may not vibrate with you, like forgive others, forgive yourself, and how about a random glance in the mirror to say, hey, I love you. Now, if you can't or choose not to follow any of this stuff, this does not make you broken. What it makes you is the current you. And for now, this works for you. And you know, well, that it's fine. Take all of these unacceptable behaviors that people keep pushing on you, especially around the holidays, by others and move to an island and leave them behind. And you will quickly see that all of a sudden you begin to change. You may even begin to like and understand yourself. Why? Well, because nobody's fucking judging you. Nobody's criticizing you. Nobody's putting you down or belittling you. Well, because no one is picking on you, so it will give you time to figure shit out for yourself. But you're not moving to an island, are you? So, for now, my advice to you is be you. And I mean, fuck everyone else. Not physically. But get to know yourself and maybe use this time to start to evaluate who you actually call friends and family. As for family. Well, blood may be thicker than water, but as a family member that also chooses to pick on you or crush your dreams and goals, well, that family member is a complete and total fucking asshole. Blood is thicker than water, so they should be more compassionate and kind, right? Being family does not give them a right to shit on you. So whomever is not respectful of you and your dreams and goals and chooses to put down your weirdness is not worthy of your time. Soon you will be listening to episode 100. And I can forewarn you that my topics will begin to become a little bit harder. No more believe in yourself. It'll just be like stop being a fucking doormat. But for now, I would like you to understand that for anything to happen, even if you choose to just do something stupid and be good at it, well, you must be consistent at it. I personally like to begin my month, my week, my day, and especially my morning, like this morning. Do you just get up and just go? A lot of people will say, yeah, but subconsciously a lot of you don't. And and whatever, that's fine. It's totally okay, but by day's end, did you accomplish most of the things that you wanted to? Probably not. Now, trust me, I'm actually not one for rules and lists. But in my mind, or as Melissa has just informed me, my severe ADHD mind, or as I like to call myself, an amazing genius, there must be some rhyme and rhythm reason to your day. I guess you can call it adulting. Now, you don't have lists everywhere, but writing them down does help. But I keep lists in my mind. And by now, at 53, I've gotten good at making sure things must get done by end of day, end of week, month, year. And don't laugh, but by the end of my life. Yes, bucket lists. Unless, of course, I'm hit by a bus, and there goes that bucket list. But when you wake up, what do you do? Now, again, there is no wrong or right answer here, but I am just asking you to ask yourself, could your daily routines be better? Hopefully a lot of you said, well, yeah, good. I understand I just want you to live a happier and healthier life. Don't you? I mean, I never just jump out of bed. 
I automatically open my eyes and I personally just lay with my dogs and my cats and we just kind of like enjoy each other's energy for a few minutes. And then I go over what happened yesterday. I don't focus on it. I don't lose sleep over it. I just ponder it. What happened? What did I do? How did I react to the day? Should I have reacted a certain way? And then I let things go, but I learned from yesterday. Who made me think? Who made me unhappy? Then I see what I can do today to, well, better myself. I don't carry grudges because I think that's stupid. And there's people, many of you I know that do. And it's just a waste of time. And it's, you're, you're just carrying extra weight that it's not yours to carry. I learn from them and I go on. Because think about it. Focusing on something that somebody did to you back in 83 today is kind of stupid. Because trust me, they're not thinking of you. So, oh yeah, as for being consistent, to be consistent, you have to actually do things. So if you, and I mean you, I'm talking to you, mm-hmm, you, if you are one of these people that consistently don't do anything, but instead let others know what you want to do, like I want to lose weight, I want to stop smoking, I need to redo my resume, I would like to meet someone new, I must dump the fucking bum I'm with. Well, telling others really will not bring you any closer to doing those things, usually. Unless that person is a responsible listener and wants to work with you, which most people don't. Understand that most people are trying to do things on their own. They're trying to make up their own list. And now here they are telling you of all the things that they supposedly really need to do. And you are letting them know of the many things that you need to do. So there's basically just a lot of conversation, (laughs) a lot of sharing of words being spewed, but Absolutely no action. This happens often. As I mentioned before, if you do not want to do something like, you know, stupid, stop wasting time letting others know what you want to, wish to, should, could, would, and, you know, all that stuff. And basically, you're waiting, I guess, for the stars to line up. Value your time and trying to convince yourself usually does not work. Want things to happen. One of my favorite authors in the world so eloquently said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. The man was right. But then Jimmy Gonzalez said, ready? This is a great one also. Waste your thoughts on bullshit and you will have a wasted day. See, not as eloquent, but I feel it's to the point. Well, Jimmy, how do I begin to... Be more consistent in my life. Ah, the word here is focus. But you know what? I know a lot of you just heard that. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, let's create a a cool acronym because for the for this word focus because that seems to be what everybody does now. Uh, Everybody has to create an acronym for things, and sadly, people will say them in front of me, and I don't even know what the fuck they are. So I just kind of like go, hmm, okay. So for focus, let's create the acronym of follow one course until success catchy right it's not mine but what if i follow a course until i fail well that would be focus and it would sound stupid but failure happens but i would rather work towards something until i realize it was not a good idea or maybe it is a good idea but just not for now maybe wait till later sometime in life so that's focus Are you one with 100 ideas in your mind? I am. 110. And all you focus on all the things you'd like to do. Well, here's the thing. Until you pick one, 
you're just going to not, you're never going to start. So start by picking one. And when it comes to a head and you realize that either you have no time or money to accomplish this certain goal, it was a stupid goal, or, you know, it's something that maybe it's just, just not today. It doesn't mean it's a stupid idea. You either scrap it or you write out a plan for like future reference. I'm going to get to this at a later point. I need backing. I need a location. I whatever more time. And then you put it somewhere, either in your mental filing cabinet or an actual cabinet or a board right in front of you. So you can always come back to it and know that you can come back to it. By doing this, you will be able to place more attention on other things that may, may be easier goals. Okay, I always hear people say that everything is a waste of time or that they did this or that and that was stupid. I sadly tend to disagree completely. Nothing is a waste of time. Everything you do or did had to happen that way. Even the really horrific things. I know you're thinking right now that you may think that, you know, well, no one knows about a lot of these things that I've done in my past. And, you know, oh, my God. And, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I don't want anybody to know because I'm embarrassed. It's, it's just like, who cares? Because here's the thing. Bottom line is, I know. We know. We find out. We find out about your stupid shit because you end up sharing it at some point in your life, at some point in conversation. And to a good friend, a good friend, it will not judge I will not judge. Instead, I'll just be like, well, what happened? Why it happened? Why did it go wrong? And how could you make it go right? Understand? It is obvious. You're a human. And it's okay to have made many mistakes. Trust me. We see those bones protruding from your closet of cardinal sins. But hey, you are human. And even though you try to hide it, soon you will be back in that closet dancing cheek to cheek with the devil himself. But that is for another episode. Everything happens to you so you can learn at its best to streamline your thoughts so you can begin by grabbing one of those and run with it until it grows and succeeds and or it crashes and burns. And then on to the next and the next and the next and the next. Um, I love to drive around the state and just recently we were driving up by North uh, Staffordshire Falls and up that area. Uh, Manchester and it's just a lot of I love Staffordshire Falls a lot of cute places and it's just funny because like a lot of these small towns you drive through and you could see signs for businesses that like coming soon you know 2022 and it's just like or they did and they closed for whatever reason I am not one to look at these places and go oh they fucked up my thing is like oh my god it was it was a goal it was a dream I mean, hopefully they didn't lose their shirt, but that's part of investing. And you just keep going. We actually went to the shop that makes all the, um, they make wands. It's just, it's fascinating. It's like you're not allowed to mention the movie that wands comes from because they're not really making it for that. But it's an entire wand shop in Staffordshire, Staffordshire, what am I talking about? Stra- Stafford, Stafford Springs. I highly recommend it. There's two shops now, actually near each other, because they're going to make like a, another business. But I highly recommend it. He listening to their stories, like they have their building. It's very successful. They've been there forever. And now they bought another one, not only to expand, but to build another business. And of course, things happen. As you know, as a business owner, if you are one, uh, there are so many licenses and things you have to pay for. And uh, it just it's very difficult to open a business, especially in Connecticut, but they're still going. Like at no point did I pick up in her voice that it was like, oh, we failed. It's like, no, we're just moving on and waiting until things line up and we will not stop. 
See, that's called being consistent of what you want. What if it is a waste of your time? Nothing is a waste of your time. Time is something that you really shouldn't be gambling with. So make it count. Make every day count. Know that some of you may not make it to 2030 or even 2024 or the end of this week. Or sadly, the end of the day. I know, so grim. It's really, it's, I'm not a, it's just death. I mean, people die. In fact, this Thanksgiving, I was so inspired and moved. It was a great, it's such an inspirational holiday for me. This one was. Why? Well, trust me, it wasn't family or it wasn't the dinner. It was because I spent most of the morning with Melissa at one of my favorite places to go to. It's something I enjoy doing. I went to the cemetery. Not with my family, but by people that spent their lives living, dreaming, hustling, and changing the earth a little. Hopefully for the better. Yes, I love cemeteries. Not as a ghost hunter, but as a seeker of history. Inspiring my life by getting to know others that have already lived and, well, actually lived. I was summoned to one of my favorite cities, New Haven, which is where I lived for many years, right in downtown area. I miss it, miss it, miss it, miss it. I went to the Grove Cemetery right near Yale. Actually, it's like right in Yale. Being in New Haven, there were rows and rows of professors and educate. I mean, it was amazing, like just so many teachers. It's, it's crazy. And you could just imagine the knowledge that you're walking by. The list goes on and on. And it's pretty amazing. But I just want to mention a few that just inspired me because every time I go, I just different cemeteries you pick up on different people. Some things uh, to you may not seem too interesting, but sadly, maybe because what they created or what they're a part of, we now take for granted. For example, as uh, like Ethel Town, it's actually a person's name, a gentleman's name, 1784-1844. He was an architect and inventor of the Lattice Truss Bridge. I know you're like, what is that? Well, it's a bridge, and you've obviously either driven over, walked over, ridden a bicycle over it. And that's amazing that this person just sat down one day and drew up a lattice truss bridge. Arthur Twining Hadley, 1857-1930. He was dean of the graduate school when women were first admitted to Yale University. He pushed for women to be allowed to attend Yale. Then you have Charles, this name you may know, hopefully you, you know, Goodyear, 1800 to 1860. Yes, Goodyear tires. He invented vulcanized rubber. You have Josiah Willard Gibbs, Jr., 1839-1903, classical scholar, scientist, and the father of thermodynamics. <clears throat> yep, thermodynamics. You don't know what thermodynamics is, do you? Well, guess what? Neither did I. So how does this relate to you? Well, what it is in simple terms is it's a science of the relationship between heat, work, temperature, and energy. Ah, my favorite word. In broad terms, thermodynamics deals with the transfer of energy from one place to another and from one form to another. So if any of you follow the spiritual world as I have from many years, then you have heard the term energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred or converted. So when you die, your energy continues on, but the flesh suit that you're wearing right now just rots away. Ah, see? Thermodynamics. You just learned something. Alexander C. Twining, 1801 to 1884. He was the inventor of the first 
practical artificial ice system. Ah, all those times they use an ice maker, this guy is the guy. Othniel, or Othniel, Sea Marsh, 1831-1899. Paleontologists recognize for organization of the whole skeleton rather than individual. That's interesting because it's just something you don't think of. I guess before him, people would just study individual bones. This Mr. Marsh actually was first person to like, no, let's put it together. Then you, of course, you have Eli Whitney Blake, 1795-1886, manufacturer and inventor of the stone crusher. His brother, Phylos, invented the corkscrew. How many of you wine drinkers are out there? Yep, thank Phylos. Benjamin Stillman Jr., 1816-1885, the Yale chemist and geologist, first suggested some practical uses for petroleum. I know, exciting, I know, but it's just the fact that you, you're surrounded by these people, these amazing scholars that have like spent their lives hustling, trying, learning. And imagine back then, it's not like they had like all the light and all the technology we have. They were in candlelit rooms trying to figure things out, many of them, not all of them, but you have Leverett Candy, 1795-1863, industrialist. This Leverett Candy was the first person who actually told Mr. Goodyear how to use the tires. He created the rubber, and actually this person was the one who said, let's put them on tires. And the list, of course, goes on and on and on and on, but I don't want to keep you so excited. So guess this passion makes me a, I found a tapophile. I love cemeteries and gravestones, but my passion is not so much about the death of these people, but of the lives that they lived. I find more inspiration from these well, those that have died but lived than many today that live like they are already dead. And all they do is complain and talk about the misery of their life. These people lived their life. They wanted, they, they wanted to make things amazing for others. So much energy and inspiration from these amazing souls. Thank each and every one of them and the many that I just walked by. I leave these places always with a different view of life and, well, knowing what really matters. Do not sweat the small stuff. Focus on the big stuff and be diligent and consistent to get it done or at least off of your mental drawing board. This, well, time is one of the essence that, well, you can see by many that I have visited on Thanksgiving that their time was over, but yet their story lives on through me. Then I was shown another lesson just a few days ago, from the ghost of Christmas present. I recently went to drop off some items to a client of Your Time Cleaning, my cleaning business, that we have helped her. She lives alone. She's very old and elderly, and she's going through some operations, and she went from the hospital to a uh, rehab center, and we do more for her than just clean. She doesn't have much family, so she asked if we could drop off some stuff that she needed to the rehab center. And I took the time once I was there to walk around and just take in the energy of the place. And just, as you can imagine, I'm just that weird, creepy guy that just walks around and just watches people. <laughs> Watching seniors do what they do. Some waiting patiently to heal and start reliving a life again with friends and family. And some miserable old coots angry at everyone because they didn't live life. And now they just point fingers at everyone else. It's all of your fault that I am here. Which one would you be? Right now. 
at your age? Are you still pointing fingers at others in your life as a way of taking blame off of your own shoulders? God, I hope not. Because we both know that this is a ridiculous waste of your time. The year is almost over again. Another excuse to what? Hopefully try again. Well, you're already starting wrong by trying. That's the problem with just saying, I, I need to try. Stop trying. Start doing. Start, start by being honest with yourself. We spend so much time lying to others about what we want. Stop. Again, another waste of time. What do you want? I have asked you that so many times through this series of shows. I don't think I've ever gotten a straight answer. I wonder if I ever got an actual answer out of any of you that like really stuck. No one can tell you what to do or what not to do. So stop looking out there for an answer. Decide realistically what do you want. Then by when would you like to see yourself accomplish it? And then basically you work towards reaching this goal. And that is being consistent. See, it's not so bad. Bad is when you say you want, but you know you don't. And that is also fine. But, I mean, on to the next. What is a great start to being consistent? Well, build a system around a goal. So basically create routines, tasks, get some people that support you. Create yourself rewards along the way. Understand the consequences. Create events to make it more exciting once it gets boring. And know your tools to help you move forward. What's the best thing you could do right now? Well, write it down and then focus on completing it. One to do at a time. It's easier to be consistent when our behavior isn't erratic and distracted. Remember, focus, not focus. To establish consistent behavior, it is important to cultivate consistent thinking. Begin by clearing, defining what your aim, well, what you aim to accomplish, the reasons behind your aspirations. This is sp- the spell, blah, blah. The specific and measurable indicators of achievement and how these accomplishments align with your overall life goals. Instead of solely focusing on one long-term objective spanning years, direct your attention towards 90-day goals. Be realistic. 90-day goals, 60-day goals, 30-day goals. That can be further broken down into maybe, let's say, a two-week sprint. This approach helps alleviate the overwhelming feeling that we often, well, that often arises when contemplating how to accomplish things over the next several years. Tony Robbins, one of my favorite people, once stated, if it's not scheduled, it is not real. Therefore, it is crucial to assign specific days, times, and dedicated blocks of focus to prioritize consistency. Now, again, let me interrupt. If you read to hear this and you're like, well, I, I really know. I don't know, Jimmy. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. Oh, gee, gee, I don't. Okay, then you don't want to do it. Yes, you don't want to do it. But I do. You don't. And that's okay. See, that's my point. If you don't want to do something, that's fine. But don't waste your time just blowing smoke up everybody else's ass because we don't care. If you don't want to accomplish something, that's fine. Put it on the back burner. What do you want to accomplish? See what I mean? What ends up happening is we need to get one goal done. We focus on 10 and realistically, we really don't want to do nine of them. Well, focus on the 10th. 
Focus on the easiest one. Focus on whatever you really know you want to accomplish. You'll know because it haunts you. It keeps coming back. Establish a calendar that outlines when you will take action, when it's essential. And be prepared to adjust it accordingly. If you get to that point and you haven't done jack shit, it happens. It's not a time to just go, well, then forget it. No, just all right, I didn't get to do this because of whatever reason. I'll give it another week. I'll give it another month and then write it out. Hold yourself accountable. By doing so, when you review your performance at the end of each week, you can accurately assess your progress based on the activities recorded in your calendar. You see, reflection plays a vital role in maintaining consistency. Dedicate five to ten minutes. Notice I didn't say two or three hours. Five to ten minutes each night. Maybe you're like right before you go to bed. That's when I analyze my life, my day, my week, my month. Review the goals you set for the day and evaluate the level of completion. This isn't about being hard on yourself and, oh, woe is me. Oh, my God, pity me. I, 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 nobody cares. It's just about, all right, I didn't get this shit done because of whatever reason. You know what? I was lazy and I didn't feel like it. Right? I didn't feel good. That's fine. Who cares? The point is to now go, okay, so what will I do differently tomorrow? That's it. That's it. No pity. Pity's a hate. It's annoying. It's a waste of time. At the end of every week, analyze your calendar to identify areas where time was lost. Determine the most productive moments. This is also a good time because you realize, you know what? I don't really want to do this. I am not interested. And that's it. Make necessary judgments for for the upcoming week. It happens. A lot of times you start to do something and, you know, halfway through it, or, or like I know people that have gone to college and they're seniors and they just realize, I don't want to do this. It's not for others to go, oh, shame on you. What a waste of. No, it's not. Nothing is. That, that dude, that girl, whoever learned something. You picked up something. And it's something that you will, every day that you're alive, you're picking up something. Hopefully you're smart enough to pick it up and hold on to it. But it is beneficial to have an accountability partner too in your life. That's one thing. Not just like a friend on Facebook that you say shit and then they just piss you off or like, yeah, we're friends today. Not to, That's not a friend. I'm talking about an accountability partner who can support you in staying focused on your tasks. When your mind races, they can hold on to you. I have Melissa for that. Choose someone you trust who will listen to you without judgment And who won't take offense when reminding you to prioritize your work. An accountability partner will hold you accountable when distractions, ah, that's, well, that's Melissa with her distractions, and the temptation to procrastinate arise. Keep your goals private and work silently. Let your actions speak for themselves. Many individuals make the mistake of publicizing every fucking thing they do as they go along. I just did this. I just created a logo for my company. I just did a website. I just, I, I get it. But for some people, not everybody, for some people, it doesn't work. Get the ball rolling. Get the momentum going. Get the company going. Because what ends up happening is, for whatever reason, you're really doing this. A lot of people start to do this. And then someone comes along and goes, your logo sucks. Or, oh, that website should be different. Or why do you do this? Or why do you do it? And all of a sudden, you're just like in a downward spiral, totally destroyed because I can't... Just run with it. 
If anything, this just uh, leads to a combination of excessive cheerleading or criticism and too much confidence also in a goal not yet attained and too little confidence in their ability to attain it. So that's those people like whatever you do, there's like, that's a good job. That looks good. And it's like, I didn't even start. And it looks good. These people don't care. Okay, these are not the people that you want to go for advice. I've mentioned in past shows, if you want to like own a plumbing company, go to plumbers. I wouldn't go to your aunt. If you want to create like web design, go online, study websites. Don't go to like your grandmother who doesn't even own a computer. So she could be like, well, I don't even know what you're doing. And I think the logo is stupid. Know the source, okay? Go to the people that you look up to. Most people won't get why you're doing what you're doing. Um, but reduce the energy drain of feeling the need to explain it to them, especially to like family who I know their family and they're wonderful. They don't even know what the fuck you're doing. Just, you know how you surprise them? Accomplish it. Do it. Be good at it. Keep your dreams private and work in silence. The results will eventually speak for themselves. If you're actually, if you're creating a company and you feel the need to every 30 seconds go and share it with your friends... I tend to wonder why you're actually doing it. Are you doing it because you love the business or because you just want to be, you want to show shit off? You need to think that over. Acknowledgement, uh, acknowledge your accomplishments daily to yourself. Do a happy dance. When you reach another milestone, pat yourself on the back. As cliche as it sounds, life is really about the journey because we spend most of our lives on the journey. Why waste your life waiting to arrive, waiting to arrive, waiting? It's like... When there are things to celebrate every single day, celebrate and see how far that momentum takes you. At the end of the day, your goals will be accomplished by you. That's like amazing. Think about it. What more do you want than knowing that you accomplished things? That's, that's worth the pat on the back. The best version of you that's the most suited to accomplish those goals, will be the version of you that is consistent, focused, and action-driven. None of those qualities will appear on their own. You, you have to cultivate them. There will be moments of uncertainty and fear. Hopefully there will be. That's what makes you stronger and better. And to realize that this is actually what you want. Because you keep getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down. You keep getting up. That's called consistency. And that's your drive knowing that what you want to do is a good idea. You will feel at times like this goal is completely and totally unattainable. But achieving great things has very little to do with how you feel at any given moment and everything to do with what you put your attention on every single day. If you want to sustain your momentum, and I mean like hardcore, you have to feed it with consistency. Do that and you'll figure out pretty quickly that no goal is impossible. Most individuals will not understand the reasons behind your actions. And who cares? To avoid wasting energy on explaining yourself over and over and over to every single person you bump into, refrain from discussing your goals in public. Instead, keep your dreams to yourself and work diligently in silence. Remember, eventually the result, like I said, or people that you know you can trust. You know who those are; those people are. Eventually, the results will speak for themselves. It's important to recognize your achievements on a daily basis, as I said. If I can believe in you, why can't you? By doing so, 
You will be focused. You will be proud of yourself. You will believe in yourself because you will see what you can and cannot do. As I've told you in many of these episodes, if I can take the time every week to think of a topic and to write an entire, it's like three, four pages, four pages, about 3,000, a little bit over 3,000 words, 35, actually this show is 3,512 words. I do this every week, about the same amount, every single week. I don't get assistance. I do research very little. Most times I usually don't. You could usually tell if it's a topic that's involved. This topic is pretty cut and dry. Know yourself, know what you can do, know what you can't do. And believe in yourself. When you stop that, that's that's game over. It really is. That just becomes game over. I mean, if it's a point that you need inspiration, come sit with me. We could I love diners. I love I am a huge fan of the greasy spoon. Sit, talk, cry, laugh, joke. Who cares? Because it's about bettering you. And you should make yourself hungry. Create that drive. There was a drive, trust me. Most most of us as children, I mean, we see us as just children, just you know, dreamers, and we were just playing with toys. But realistically, so many of us had such a drive when we were kids. Everything we did, whether we were building forts with blankets and pillows or dolls, dollhouses, army men. I remember I had a kid. Uh, I lived on Shelton Street in Bridgeport. And there was a kid. His name was Eggy, Eggert. And it was funny. Uh, he, was, he was Puerto Rican. And his great-grandma, uh, no, his grandmother, uh, she never spoke any English. She was it, like really Indian from Puerto Rico. And she uh, would go grocery shopping to the corner store and carry a bag of groceries on her head and not talk. And I only, I, I mean, all I know from her is when she would look for him, she would just yell across the neighborhood, Aggie! But as a kid, um, we had a, a, a stockade fence, and we would dig a hole deep enough that we could put our, like, our legs all the way in. And we would put our legs in, fill it with the, to the top with water, so it would be just muddy water in a gigantic hole in the center of this fence. So he's on one side, I'm on the other side. And we would have little army men. And it's like funny because I, I think back now, like every single thing I did in my life, even as a kid, was so involved. Like I learned to ride a bicycle. And within six weeks, a little bit over six weeks, I was riding for BMX. I was doing tricks in the street. I was building ramps. I was like, I was always that type of kid. Not everybody's like that. But here's the thing. You are. Think about it. All of you are when you find that thing. There is that thing that all of a sudden pushes you, drives you. It's like, it's just, it's it's incredible. It's just this passion that comes out of nowhere that you want to do A, B, and C. Not every other things. But again, that's what makes us amazing. That's what makes all of those names that I read about in the cemetery. Each one of them lived their life wanting to accomplish something. Learn something. And maybe on the way, leave something behind for us. It's just like the whole thing of planting the tree, knowing that you'll never lay under. And that's the feeling I get when I go to these cemeteries. So many of them have. I mean, so many famous people, so many artists have never become famous until after their death. Think about that for a moment. 
dying and then like 50 years later, 500 years, 1,000 years later, people realizing that you were amazing. It's crazy. As I said, there will be moments of uncertainty and fear along the way. But it's worth the fight. It's worth the struggle. We're getting older. The end is coming to, you know, near. And again, this isn't about fear. This is about creating hunger, wanting to do more, wanting to accomplish things before you end up at that senior, at that rehab center, just looking around depressed, hoping that you have another day, another week, another breath. You see, we're out here and we can. We can, you, you can accomplish all of this stuff now. As I've said in many shows, don't wait until you're there to then hate the world, resent things, have remorse. It's no regrets. Do it now. Nourish it with consistency. By doing so, you will quickly realize that no goal is impossible. Not to be cheesy, but I love seeing the word impossible as how it should truly should be seen impossible i am possible and anything is possible if you so choose it to be and this was episode 99 <laughs> that's pretty cool to my family friends colleagues coworkers and clients please please Get out there before I may be visiting you six feet under. Live now. Do it all. Try it all. Not sure who you pray to, even if you do. But this life you are living is a gift to you. Enjoy this gift. And when you do it, well, it will be like Ebenezer Scrooge. Waking up on Christmas morning, realizing that he has been wasting his life and he's been given another chance. Hopefully this episode, hopefully, 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 I pray that this episode will make you see your life and go, I'm going to create today. Today will be my Christmas morning. Today will be my second chance. Stop wasting your life sitting there. Get out there and live and live that's all I ask be well many blessings to you and your families thank you for listening good night Jack Every day and hustle and do all they can to make a difference in their lives and the lives of others.